Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Dina Calmetti here and Susan Davis with Jesus 24-7. And today, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts and their purpose. Susan, are you there? I am here. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, it's so great to be back on this uh, program and talking about this series that we've been you know, one by one, we've been working on this and trying to cover a lot of different spiritual gifts. And we've talked about tongues. And then we did one on the gift of tongues with interpretations. And we've done one on dreams most recently. And today we've got a very special one that we're working on. And it's on the gift of visions. Amen. And I am so excited about this topic. Wow, that's that's how I feel about it. I'm pretty excited, pretty pumped, and want to get into this. And I think one of the things about our presentation on these spiritual gifts is that we don't just talk about those gifts. We talk about the purpose of them and why God gives gifts and why they're still in existence today and why they are so important to us today in the same way that they were in prior generations in the Bible. Amen, because there were lots of people in the Bible that had visions. Oh, yeah, quite a few. And we'll cover a little of that today, but we're going to really just kind of make this interesting for people to understand further about visions and what it's all about and why is God doing this in people's lives. And one of the things we have to talk about, first of all, Dina, is the whole concept that God is supernatural. And so we have a God that we serve who is in fact supernatural. And when you interact with him, supernatural things are gonna happen. And that's something that the lukewarm church is in denial of obviously because they're being run by religious spirits and those religious spirits do not like talking about you know the power of god and the power of the holy spirit that comes into a person's life when they make a full commitment to him but the spiritual gifting topic is an exciting one we talk about people in in our prior presentations and i'll just do a quickie review is we implore people not to follow or pursue the gifts but to uh, instead pursue and follow the giver of the gifts. Right, Dina? Amen. Amen. Although he's supernatural, he's exciting all alone. Like the gifts are amazing. They are amazing. But God, right. they're ex he's exciting even without the gifts. Exactly. I couldn't concur more about that. The gifts are a bonus, in my opinion. It's like... You know, you get a raise and then you get a bonus. Well, that's what they are. The real excitement is working with Jesus and having a relationship with him and interacting with him and knowing that he wants that as well. It's not just a one-sided look. It's really exciting that we have a God that wants to be with us 24-7. So I want to get back to my comment that I made a minute ago about the purpose of spiritual gifts. And just as a reminder to our listeners, and I know Dina's going to put this great scripture up for us, we're going to take a look at 1 Corinthians 2, 13 through 15, New Testament teaching. And it says here, you can follow me, which things also we speak, not in the words which men's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things.
things was spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Okay, so the really key scripture in this is when it mentions that not in the words in which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And in past presentations, we talked about this. What is a spiritual thing exactly here in the scripture? Well, they are the spiritual gifts. We mentioned tongues. We mentioned interpretation and dreams. And today it's visions. And we're going to look at prophecy upcoming and encounters with God, which are works of wonders, and all of those things, words of wisdom, words of uh, knowledge, and healing, and all these powerful spiritual giftings are what that means here in this particular scripture. And this scripture is talking about how God teaches, well, actually the Holy Spirit teaches by comparing a spiritual gift to a spiritual gift. And so let me elaborate on this for just a moment and it is where a spiritual gift confirms another spiritual gift. In the Bible, we saw that happen with Peter. He had a vision of the blanket that came down with the Gentile food, and then immediately after that, the Bible takes him to Cornelius at the prompting of an angel, and so he goes to Cornelius, who is a Gentile, and as you know in the scripture, Cornelius receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit in his home with some of the people with him. And this is amazing to Peter because he's, a, he's in awe, I'm sure of this, because now he's interacting with Gentiles and they're receiving the same power of the Holy Spirit that he would have seen come down on them in the book of Acts at the very beginning when the Holy Spirit fell down on those that waited for the Holy Spirit, the tongues of fire. And so here it's happening to the Gentiles. So the combination of the vision and the events that took place with Cornelius leads to revelation. The revelation was for Peter to move the gospel message out to the Gentiles. And that was the big revelation there. And so this form of teaching by the Holy Spirit has not changed in all these centuries. Today, he still teaches by comparing a spiritual thing, which could be a vision, a dream, or a prophetic word, or something like that, with another spiritual thing. And so even today, this goes on. And if you go back and listen to our dreams video that we did, we talked about it there, about how that happened in my situation recently, how the Lord used that comparing a spiritual thing to spiritual thing. Now, this is really important. We, we can talk about visions and dreams and all of these things all day long because they're exciting to talk about, but if we don't comprehend the purpose of it, then it's really kind of a waste of time in a way. I mean, we want to understand why is God doing this and why is this going on today? Because so many people dispute that God is communicating with his people today, and that is totally ridiculous. That's a lie of the devil if there ever was one, right, Dina? Yeah, that's crazy to me. And it's common sense. If God wants us to communicate with him, then he's going to want to communicate with us. Exactly. 
And thank you for pointing that out because God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And we have to remember that. And these gifts are still in effect and they're being given to people every day. And so it's very exciting times that we're living in. In fact, we can see this in the scripture of Joel 2.28. And let's take a look at that. It says, and afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. So look at that. Amen. And that's future tense. How could anybody deny that we're living in the times of visions and dreams when it's right here in the scripture? It says it will happen, and it is happening today. And so we can't listen to these lying spirits. We have to read the Bible through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, and that is through childlike faith and a full surrender to the Lord. And we have talked about childlike faith also in a prior video. So if you could reference that, that would be great to understand that. But let's go ahead further with this topic, uh, visions, and let's take a little review on um, visions in the Bible. And one vision that comes to mind is Stephen. So Stephen, we see as he was being martyred, and he was the first martyr, he had a vision, and he saw Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. And this actually did happen. It's very exciting. And there was another fellow who witnessed Stephen having this vision, and that was Paul. So Paul was right there holding the coats of the people stoning Stephen, as you recall. That's right. That's right. Because he persecuted the church before he got saved. And then he goes on himself as he's persecuting the Christians. He's going to Damascus. And on the road to Damascus, he himself also has a vision. With witnesses. Yes. Yes. And... Jesus himself appears to Paul in a kind of vision and asks him why he is persecuting him. Why is Paul persecuting Jesus? And so the very same thing happens to him that happens to Stephen is they have this incredible uh, vision. And another person, major player in the Bible that comes to mind is John, the revelator in the book of Revelation. Yeah, he had a huge vision. (laughs) He had a major vision, very major. And so God gave John visions of the time to come, and he does his best to describe what he's seeing, even though I'm sure a lot of it didn't make sense to him completely. But it's really fantastic that John was given these visions. And so God uses visions to communicate with his people. And I want to talk a little bit further about the whole concept of the vision and what it would be like for someone if they had a vision. So visions can be in your mind. It can be something that you see right inside your mind. You see it. And a vision can also be outside of your body, like right in front of you, like projected in front of you. Like a movie screen. It's hard to explain, but yes. And I think that God does it like this because you can't really limit God. He is limitless in his ways. 
And so he can do pretty much whatever he wants, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing and is impossible for him. No. And so if he wants to give you a vision that is outside of you, like projected in front of you, he can do that. If he wants to do it, you know, just right inside your mind, he can do that as well. And so I had a friend, by the way, who was with me, and we were in a building, and we were on an upper level, and she was looking out over the city, and she had a vision and saw the city in a future tense. In fact, she saw it exactly as it would be many years in, a, in advance. And so the range of visions are fantastic. So God can literally show you a clip of the future in a vision. Can you believe that, Dina? Is that fantastic? He's amazing. That's incredible. Right. Uh, because he knows the beginning from the end. And so he can do those things. And, and he doesn't play favorites. No, he does not. So if he gave you a vision, he can give me a vision. And he could give any of his people a vision and Amen. often does. Amen. Amen. <laughs> And I think because we're in these end times that we are, more and more people are seeing visions. And let me tell you what kinds of visions I think people are seeing these days. People are having visions of tribulation. They're having visions of, of the rapture, which is very exciting. And not so exciting, but real are visions of hell. I believe people are being given visions of hell and uh, also people are receiving visions of heaven, which is, again, very awesome and exciting. And then sometimes the visions are more of a personal nature, so related to the individual person and something having to do with their own life. Amen. And so what I want to do on the next part of this program is really just talk about testimonies of our own personal visions and so dina if you have something you'd like to interject i had one vision now i've had several dreams but i had one vision long time ago and it was for me it was about um jesus and i sitting in a field together and that was it i couldn't see his face but i knew he, i knew he was wearing white and we were just sitting and having a great old time wow it's kind of a vision of the future so to speak you know i like to think that <laughs> maybe in heaven yeah. maybe me yeah. and him in heaven yeah very possible i also had one other vision and it was when my mother-in-law got saved and she went up to the front of the church and I remember seeing when she was saying the prayer, the pastor was praying with her, like somebody was pouring oil over her head and I could see it from the tops of her head all the way down wow. you know, towards her chest. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So technically I've had two different uh, visions, but yeah, that one was really special. Right. And that was, as I mentioned before, one of a personal nature. Would yes. you not agree? Yes. Actually, yes. both of those. Yes. And I had never seen that. Like, I've seen people get saved. I've seen people say prayers before. But I've never seen something like that. And she was literally glowing. She was glowing. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was that amazing. Is, that's really a beautiful confirmation. And so God was using that as a confirmation for you yes 
Yes, he was. So that's that's amazing. And well, I wanted to kind of talk about some of my vision experiences today because I think I can give some vision examples of the many different types of vision that God uses and the messages that he tries to convey through them, okay? So for some particular reason, I get a lot of visions. <laughs> I, I don't know why or what this is about, but I do tend to have a lot of visions. And so I've selected a few to talk about today just to give you a broad range of examples of visions and messages that God was trying to put out. And let me give you an example of the comparing a spiritual thing to a spiritual thing in that scripture that I quoted before in 1 Corinthians 2.13 through 15. Mm-hmm. I was studying a very anointed book uh, written by Pastor Escher Shoshana, and it was about the Song of Solomon, a very anointed book. And I was reading this book and really enjoying it. Goes into into depth about the teaching of the Song of Solomon and how Jesus is like Solomon in this book, and the bride is like the church. Okay, so it was a great study. And one day I was taking my son to school. I pulled out of the driveway from the school, and right in front of me was a vision. And now this was the type of vision that would be outside of me, kind of like a projection. It was like in front of the car, basically outside the windshield. Or, I, you know, when these things happen, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> They're just so fantastic. But I saw something that was really amazing. I saw a seed and it was, I can remember it very clearly. It was like it came from the left side of me and it was a seed. And I had the understanding that that seed was from Jesus. And I saw my heart in front of me in a vision, and I saw the seed enter my heart. And after that seed entered my heart, I saw the most beautiful thing. It was a red rose topiary. Now, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's it's like a tree with a ball of red roses, okay? And it's kind of French, and so I don't really know any other to describe this. Like your but, French tongues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the beautiful red rose topiary just grows springs right out of my heart. And it was so beautiful. So, I mean, at that point, I get the impression that God had planted a seed in my heart and from it, a beautiful red topiary came. Okay, so I drive home. Now, this isn't the end. I went home. And it was at lunchtime, I pulled out my study on the Song of Solomon, and I got to the next section, and I couldn't believe it, because the words in the study said that Jesus plants a seed in our heart, and from it, a garden grows. Amen. Look at God. That is amazing. Yes, and so you can see the comparing a spiritual thing to a spiritual thing, and God is the one who plants the seeds in our hearts, and that is what he was trying to show me. So that was a really special moment for me, and truly will never forget that. So I'm going to talk about another vision I had, which was not quite as fun as the one I just described, but again, God uses visions and different types of visions to teach us things and show us things. 
And so I think God was trying to teach me one day about the whole concept of religious spirits. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was praying over a man who was in the church I was attending at the time. And there was a group of us and we were praying over him and we had hands on him because he had cancer Uh. and he was really, really sick. He had cancer very bad and we were praying for him. Now, what I'm about to tell you, I actually saw, I saw a large snake wrapped around him in a vision. And the head of the snake was over him, like as if to strike his head. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes. And so this would have been a vision that was outside of me. And this was no small snake. The snake was actually about as big as the man. All right. Mm -hmm. The snake was black and yellow splotchy. There were no patterns. And I actually heard a demon speak to me and say, don't provoke me. So my first thought was, well, that's not Jesus. Okay. And so the demon spirit was not happy that we were praying over this unfortunate man. So after I had this vision, I asked the Lord, why was the snake yellow and black splotchy? And he said the black was for cancer and the yellow was for jaundice. Oh, wow. So, right, right. And I have to tell you that later on, I did find out that the man was involved in some occult type activity. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to go into more detail, but Mm -hmm. not good. So this was a teaching lesson because religious spirits are like this, because when Jesus is dealing with the religious spirits in the New Testament, they are the Pharisees, right? Yes, and the Sadducees. Exactly. And he would call them out all the time. And he would call, one time he called them, you vipers. Remember that? (laughs) Yes, he did. He never, he, he didn't hold back. No, and because he knew what kind of spirits they were. And unfortunately for us, these spirits haven't gone anywhere. They're still in the world. And so I have to tell you, I think I saw one of those religious viper spirits that Jesus was calling out in the Pharisees. But again, this was a lesson that God was giving me through a vision, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's why I bring that up. There was another instance where the Lord gave me a vision of hell. Now, I'm not one of these people who gets to see hell all the time like some people, and I am thankful for that, by the way. (laughs) Oh, I bet. I bet. I've heard of those visions from others and dreams. Exactly. This one was enough for me, okay? I have heard people see hell through visions and actual out-of-body experiences, and they are some of the most verbose people to talk about not wanting to go there. So we know that they're really seeing these things. Well, one day I was at a, I guess you could call it just an outdoor street fair sort of event, and we were looking for a restroom. We couldn't find one. So we went into a hotel bar and we walked in and we just went in there to use the restroom. So I'm standing there in line and there's a bar and people are sitting at the bar and the Lord spoke to me. And as I came out of the hotel, I'm out in the street and he said that these unfortunate people were on their way to hell. 
and I had a vision, Dina. I saw it was like people like going into a pit of fire. That's what I saw, just flailing, their arms flailing, and they're falling into like this pit or abyss, right? Mm -hmm. And this was pretty shocking for me, by the way. It sounds frightening. Right. And again, the vision was outside of my body. It was not in my mind. It was, I don't know how else to explain it. But I want you to know that that same evening, I got on my Facebook and someone posted a picture and it was identical to what I saw in my vision on my Facebook page that same night. Confirmation. Right. And so I'll provide Dina with this picture for this video and uh, we I can show you this. But again, what we're looking at is the comparing of a spiritual thing to a spiritual thing. And so we call that confirmation. And so that is God confirming what he showed me through a vision. And so what is the revelation? The revelation is that those people are seriously in trouble, right? And so that was definitely the message there. Makes you want to go out and tell everybody about Jesus. It really does. It really, really does. And I want to just mention, I had a vision of Jesus and my son first had a vision and he sees Jesus, his face, as it was when he was on the cross and it was mutilated badly. And it was a kind of vision that my son said he could pull up at will which is very unusual, Dina, because most visions are fleeting Mm -hmm. in nature. They come, they go quickly, and that's not something that we repeat, that event. But in this particular situation, my son said he could pull it up at will. And it was really a shocking vision because it goes into extreme detail about what happened to Jesus on the cross and that it was no small thing what Jesus did on the cross. Mm -hmm. And I came to understand why God gave him a vision that he could continually pull up in his mind. And it was because uh, now this happened to my son, I want to mention when he was just the ripe age of 14, (laughs) very young, but he was old enough to understand what was going on, but not uh, too old that you might think that he would have made something up like this because he did not. He's not like that to do that. But the reason I believe that God gave him a vision that was something that he could pull up at will was he did ask my son to draw a picture of what he saw. And so Ethan did his very best in his, uh, (laughs) he's not the most skilled artist, okay? I I think he did a pretty good job. I think he did. I actually do. But um, he did his best and he tried to do his best. And if anybody wants more details about this story, they can go over to our video on the truth about the brutality of the crucifixion of Jesus of Christ and check that out because later God gives me a vision and I see Jesus's face from a distance because I had been researching the Shroud of Turin at that time, and I wasn't 100% sure, but I was turning up a lot of detail about that shroud, that that was more than likely and most likely 
the shroud of Jesus Christ. And if you watch our video, we go into extreme detail. But again, I had a vision and this was outside of me and I couldn't explain it any other way, but it was fantastic. And so I really would like people to go back to that that particular video and review that. I think they'll find that fascinating. And I'll uh, tell the audience that the first vision I ever had, because I didn't come up in a church where anybody talked about these things. I attended a lukewarm church for many years that people were not experiencing gifts of the spirit. And it was kind of flatlining. Okay, that's what was happening there. And so when these things start happening to me, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and I explained this to somebody else and they go, well, I think that's a vision. And I was like, what? Really? You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I got up in the middle of the night and I sat up and I had my eyes closed and I saw a four-sided building. And I believe what I saw was the New Jerusalem. Amen. And so that to me was very exciting to see that because I'd read about it and there it was before me in a vision. And this was inside my, my head. It was not something that was outside of me because my eyes were closed. In fact, I was concerned that if I opened my eyes, I wouldn't be able to see this anymore. So I kept them closed because I wanted to see it for as long as I could. It must have been beautiful. It was four sides and just like the Bible described. And then it just sort of dissipated like watercolor fading off. And that was it. And so very short, but really left an impact on me. So I think God does these things because he's trying to get our attention, perhaps, sometimes. Absolutely. And, yeah, and so sometimes these visions can be of a personal nature, like I said before. And so I'd like to close with talking about a vision I had of heaven, because I wanted to leave on a positive note. <laughs> oh, I want to hear about this. Yeah, well, this is an exciting vision. I've posted it before, and I, I love I love it. Uh, I was in prayer. I was in my prayer closet, the secret place, okay, <laughs> at the time, and I was talking to the Lord, and he announces to me that he wants to show me a garden in heaven, okay? Mm-hmm. And, okay, my first thought is, okay, better homes and gardens, okay? <laughs> i got to tell you. I'm thinking in my mind about one of these little, uh, lovely little gardens that people plant in, in their backyard. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm thinking. Oh, wow. It's going to be something really great, though, I thought. And then God opened it up, and it was so amazing. He shows me, like, I don't know if you've ever seen those pictures of the tulips in Holland. That they're just like fields in rows of colors. Yes. That just seem to go on forever. Okay. Yes. That's what I saw. I saw flowers that were in perfect rows in, in multiple colors, like rainbow. And they just, these rows of flowers just went out like for as far as the eye could see. Okay. And if you think that's where it ends, it doesn't, okay? 
<laughs> I thought, well, okay, that's quite a garden you got there. That's that's a wow. And then all of a sudden, those flowers started to sway back and forth. Okay, <laughs> I've seen these flowers sway. And then this is what really was fantastic. The flowers started to change colors and they created, they started creating patterns, like beautiful patterns. I don't know how else to explain it, like in a kaleidoscope sort of way. Oh, how beautiful. I heard way over the top. Did they sing? No, I didn't hear any noise or singing, but (laughs) I was just like, okay. And so then the Lord brings up the scripture in my mind that eye has not seen or ear has not heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him. I love that that scripture up. My favorite. Wow. You know, this is just too good to be true. (laughs) It's like, wow, if you could see that kind of a a vision, or if you could be there and imagine something like that, uh, that is just, it was, oh, I wish I could just actually share that vision with everyone, but I can only try to describe it. It was just a little taste of heaven and just a little sampler, a motivator. And of course, I'm going to share this kind of thing, because why not? Why wouldn't you want to? Yeah. And that's just a, like you said, a small taste. We can't even begin to imagine what God has prepared for us up there. No, we cannot. It's beyond our imagination. So get ready, you guys. Get close to Jesus. You know, get as close to him as possible because he's got a lot planned for us in heaven. Oh, yes. And so... When it comes to spiritual gifts, uh, I recommend that you embrace them. You can't give them to yourself because they're gift from God. And (laughs) if somebody, you know, behaves as if there's something wrong with you that you don't get a particular gift like tongues or whatever, there's nothing wrong with you. It's God who makes the choice. Not only does he choose who he gives the gifts to, he chooses the timing of when he will give the gifts to who he chooses. So I recommend that you open your heart up to the Lord, that he is a giver of gifts and that he gives these gifts today to this generation and that it is scriptural and that it is a horrible lie from the enemy that God would not do that anymore. And uh, he is doing that today and embrace these gifts, but don't put them above the giver. Never, never, never put the gifts the spiritual gifts above the giver and our focus needs to be on jesus christ and uh, the holy spirit and the father and not so much these gifts although they're wonderful that it should not be our focus amen amen because jesus is exciting you guys the gifts are great but god's amazing he is exciting if anyone tells you that a christian is boring don't listen to them (laughs) don't listen to him because you know we may be boring but god isn't he's exciting and he does exciting things in our lives and part of those things are through gifts they are through gifts some of them are not just his presence alone you know during prayer is exciting but he does have these amazing gifts like visions and dreams and uh speaking in tongues and prophecy there's just so many things that he has in store for us and works of wonder also 
And I would definitely uh, pray for the people to, once they receive certain kinds of gifts, that they would have the boldness from the Holy Spirit to go out into the world and share the messages that God is revealing through these gifts because there is a purpose for them. They're not just, oh, hey, isn't this fun? Uh, (laughs) God is really communicating and he has a purpose for the gifts. Apply the gifts, you guys. If God gives you a vision about something and it's important and you have a urging to, um, by the Holy Spirit, to uh, warn or to share that, then share it. If he's telling you to reveal something that he's given to you, don't obey him immediately. Be obedient. Right. And these gifts are also given for edification. They are to edify the individual to be knowing that God is is real. He's he's real. And he's also interacting in our lives today. And so that increases our faith. And so there's the gifts are an awesome thing. And and if I could just also add this, what if the generation of the New Testament would have gone around and they probably did and said, no, spiritual gifts are just for the Old Testament people. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, that's not the way, that's not the case at all. The New Testament is absolutely full of spiritual gift activity. And so the same speaks true of this generation. Just the same as the New Testament generation couldn't say that, we can't say it either. And God will continue to record the events of his children, and there's no doubt that these stories of us today will be recorded and put in heaven for everyone to see and read and remember. See? So many wonderful things up there for us to see. Exactly. And I get excited when when I think about what lies ahead, and you should too. Anybody who's listening to this message, I would say... Take time out of your schedule and get right with the Lord. You don't know what tomorrow holds. Please focus on the Lord. Give him a full surrender. Repent for your past sin and ask to be in the will of the Father and ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't need a group of people around you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can do that on your own in private. And you can do it with other people, but I recommend that you do it. And people ask me, Dina, about water baptism. Well, Paul uh, recommended water baptism, and Jesus himself was water baptized, and he is our guide and leader. And so if it was something Jesus felt that needed to be done, then I feel we should also. Yes, I was um, baptized. It wasn't immediately. It was... A couple of years, maybe a year and a half after I got saved, as soon as I found a church, then I was baptized. And um, it's a wonderful feeling to go and do that and be obedient. God doesn't pressure us to do it. But like you said, he's our example. He's our guide. So if he did it, then we should follow in his footsteps. Right, right. And so that is what I would say about that. And so I'm very excited about this topic, visions, and I think other people should be too. And Absolutely. not to be afraid of it. It's uh, it's something that God's doing. And, oh, and I also want to throw this in there. A lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, this is coming from the enemy. Okay, well, if you're involved in the occult and you're practicing the occult, then, you know, maybe something to that. But if you are active, actively pursuing the Lord, 
and you have a heart for the Lord and childlike faith, then absolutely God is not going to do that. He is not a tormentor. It is the enemy who torments, and God would not allow that to happen. So just really seek the Lord in all you do, and you're going to be fine. Amen. Amen. And also, you know, if you guys have had visions, we'd love to hear about it. So leave those in the comments, you know, right? write out your vision. We'd love to hear about them. And thanks to everybody who uh, listens to our program. And please take time to share with others what we're doing. We're pretty busy doing these shows. We don't have a lot of time to promote them. But if you could share them with others, watch them, share them, follow, it'd be great. Uh, We really do appreciate all your support. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for sharing these videos, for liking them. We really do appreciate you. And um, we will be talking to you soon. Thanks again, everyone.